knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. Poker. This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And thanks for joining us once again for Poker Action Line as we cover the World Series of Poker. Uh, now rolling into its third week already. Uh, amazing how uh, many events uh, come and go, Joe. Uh, last week we gave everybody the results of the first five events. And now we got uh, 18 bracelets uh, given out thus far. Uh, pretty exciting and a lot of fun out there. Uh, some big stories and some little stories that are very interesting, I guess, we'll get to tonight. Uh, I'm not sure what the biggest story is, whether it's uh, uh, Chris Ferguson uh, and Howard Lederer now, both playing in events once again, and the story surrounding the treatment at the tables. Uh, you know, I don't have a whole lot of information about that, but I know that a lot of people are uh, finding it very tough to forgive. And uh, maybe that's one of the things we'll talk about tonight. Is it time to uh, put that in the rearview mirror and let it go? Or, uh, you know... Uh, should people be allowed to harass them at the tables? Well, I, I have a strong opinion on that, so I'll wait till we're ready to talk about it. Okay, so. well, we'll get to that. Uh, the other big story is Joe is just absolutely kicking my butt <laughs> in our little uh, fantasy head-to-head con- competition, uh, mainly because our uh, good friend uh, Jason Mercier is a bracelet winner now once and possibly could win a second one. Uh, it's a very interesting story surrounding that. We'll get to that as well. Uh, basically a side bet, two of the best players in the world going at it. And, and you know, that's uh, part of the talk. history now, the, the side bets that you hear constantly. There's whether side bets, are win uh, you know, whether not. it's MMA fights or boxing matches, uh, bets on losing weight over the years, uh, bets on uh, being able to bike from one city to another in a certain amount of time. There's been so many things in the news lately, and uh, I guess it's just a function of the game, you know. Finding other things to do when you make a lot of money and you you've got a lot of time on your hands. You know, a lot of poker players have high IQs. With high IQ comes competitive, uh, you know, superiority over your opponent. And you just want to, I, I don't want to use the word gamble, but that's what they're doing on different things because they think they, they've got an edge in, uh, on, on whatever they're deciding or whatever side they're betting on. Right, exactly. So, well, we're keeping up with all the uh, players. We've got a couple of South Florida players uh, besides Jason doing very well. Uh, a fellow named Alan Percal, uh, I guess is the way you pronounce it, who won the Heads Up competition, which uh, he's kind of an unknown uh, player. Uh, he's from Weston, Florida, down here, uh, which is not far from the studios that we do the show at here. Actually, is a, a real nice area of town. I actually worked at a club there for five years. But uh, he won the heads-up competition. And it, when you look down the field there and uh, the great uh, matches that we talked about last week, right. big-name players, uh, it's really hard to see someone coming out and winning seven matches. In fact, this guy got a first-round bye, and then he looked at the drawings when everybody's playing in round two, and he opened up against Brian Rast. Huh. So he said he laughed, and he thought, well, that's the end of me there. But he ended up winning the six matches and uh, and winning the title in um, – the heads-up competition. So uh, a lot of stuff to look at. We'll look at the results. I don't just want to go down and just go through a bunch of names of people you never heard. But uh, I do want to point out some uh, interesting uh, interesting players that uh, finished at final tables and that sort of thing. And, of course, we'll look at our uh, fantasy results. Uh, Jason Mercier was your top pick. He has a final table and a victory already. He also, uh, in the event before that, finished 35th. So he has two caches. And uh, he's, on, he, he's on a third now because yeah, he's made his exactly. second final he's table. Set the final table in the Raz tournament, which we'll talk about in just a bit. But you got a couple of caches from Joseph Chong, Daniel Negranu, Steve Carp, a good friend, has two caches, and Matt Waxman, all two caches apiece. Rep Porter uh, for you has four caches, including and a victory. A <laughs> uh, and uh, one cache apiece for Daryl Fish, and, which was a final table, and David Paredes. So uh, your guys are doing well. So far you've got uh, goose eggs from Brian Rast and Joe Searock. Uh, for me, I have uh, Mike Watson who finished second in the uh, Deuce 7 uh, low ball tournament against Jason Mercier, uh, went head-to-head for the bracelet. I needed that one to get even after <laughs> Red Porter uh, grabbed his bracelet, but Jason was the victor, so uh, Mike Watson finishes second. He also has uh, two other caches. 
I got three catches from Brian Hastings, also three from Joe Ebanks, and three from Kane Callis. So my guys are getting to the money, but not uh, not deep, not deep enough yet. Not deep. Well, listen, we we came very close two years ago when I needed uh, Mortensen to make that final table and go deep in the main event. And last year we bubble. fought tough until the last week. Uh, so th- this is far from over. This well, is very far from it, it's over. It's far from over, but if you count the points and the bonuses for uh, final tables and, uh, and bracelets, <laughs> you are way ahead. Uh, Brian, uh, by the way, Jeff Madsen has two caches, uh, one apiece for Ari Engel and Fedor Holtz, and uh, so far two blanks, uh, Anthony Gregg and Eddie Sabat. So uh, we'll keep a look at those guys. We'll keep eyeing these guys and seeing how they're doing and uh, rooting them in as we go. But uh, I want to run down some results here on the first part of the show, talk about what's going on. There's about six tournaments going on right now, two of them in the final table, and we'll talk about some of those things. Uh, I want to get to the uh, the discussion about uh, uh, Ferguson and uh, Lederer playing this year and the response of other poker players and the very interesting story about uh, a side bet uh, bracelet bet uh, made between uh, Jason Mercier and Vanessa Selps. Yeah, that that's going to get very interesting after what you told me about People are really that. taking sides on this one. Uh, let me just get to that real quick, by the way. Since Jason has already won a bracelet, they made a bet before, uh, I don't know if it was before the series or during the first week of the series, and Jason bet Vanessa that he could win three bracelets in the World Series this year, which is something that six players have done before in the past, but is... Rarely do players win more than one in a series. It's happened before, but uh, uh, that takes a lot of confidence, first of all. Yes, it really does. But being uh, being the number one player for the better part of five years, uh, I'm sure confidence he's not lacking any of that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jason won the uh, the Deuce 7 low ball tournament uh, and picked up his first bracelet. Now he's back and playing at the final table of the Raz event with two million chips, a uh, huge chip lead. Uh, there were eight players going into today. One has been eliminated thus far, and they're putting it down. But he has over 2 million chips. The next closest is like 900,000. So uh, could be cruising to a second. Uh, the talk was that, uh, you know, and this is all on Twitter, and you, you, but uh, Vanessa and Jason both uh, tweeting out a lot of, of the, about the discussion. Uh, supposedly they were at a, a uh, Poker Stars team dinner, Team Pro's dinner, and made the bet, and Vanessa said she, she was drunk, very drunk, she says. And, of course, everyone was drinking there. And But they made this bet, and the odds that she gave Jason on winning three bracelets was 180 to 1. And she bet $10,000 with him on that, which means if he wins, $1.8 million. $1. million she has to pay him. So supposedly the next day she, she woke up and regretted the bet and uh, talked to him and and told him that she wanted to get out of the bet. And he said no. He said, you know, you made the bet and everything. So she's saying on Twitter that she was uh, almost almost blanked out drunk, which he says is not not so. He says, you know, this was a, a company dinner. He, he said, I think you're totally exaggerating. Of course, people are taking sides. Uh, you know, not everybody knows all the details, but uh, people have their two cents worth. Big name players, uh some supporting Vanessa, some supporting Jason. Uh, you know, you hate to see someone lose that kind of money because, you know, you figure when you may be buying into the events for nowhere near that amount, but still, you know, quite a bit of money. And, and players have deferred some of those costs by having backers, so they're not actually losing exactly. money from that bankroll. So, uh, you know, a pretty silly bet that probably he will not make. You know, I mean, for him, who knows? I mean, it's looking pretty good so well, far. Uh, you know, 20 tournaments into the, out of 69, and have, if he comes out of this he's one with a, a bracelet. He's, at, he's, at, he's above the pace that he needs to be in, as far oh, as tournaments are concerned in a bracelet in his pocket. Absolutely. So. But he's won four bracelets in his in his career now with, this uh, one. with, his, with the with first one that he won in this tournament. And, and I remember he won one last year, so now he's gone back-to-back years Back-to-back with bracelets. years, absolutely. Uh, so it's kind of interesting, and it's something that people can laugh and joke about. And, uh, you know, friends that are close with her are very kind of upset, you know hate to see her risking that kind of money. And, of course, uh, Jason's buddy pulling for him to uh, win. I I don't know how uh, well-liked Vanessa Selbst is. She's obviously a very tough player, very aggressive player, and I'm sure she's made enemies along the way. 
Uh, Jason is pretty well liked for the most part. So I, I'm not sure exactly how that pans out. Of course, a lot of the women taking uh, Vanessa's side, which you might expect. But uh, everybody's uh, putting their two cents worth in, and it's kind of uh, made Twitter kind of uh, interesting, uh, poker Twitter. Well, I'll tell you what, it's, it's, made for, it's made it must-see watching for WSOP on these tournaments just to see how close Jason, especially if he wins his second one today. Right. You're going to be watching every tournament he's in to see how this goes down if he happens to win a third bracelet. A little so. nice added uh, excitement. Yeah. And, of course, uh, you know, a lot of tweets on there from uh, uh, Natasha Barber, who is uh, Jason's girlfriend. Uh, they have their uh, their white poodle there named Marshmallow, <laughs> and uh, Jason uh, had him on his lap when he got his bracelet pictures taken, and uh, so it's kind of funny. It's really kind of a uh, soap opera type thing, but uh, you know, for those of us that like him and are f- feel like we're kind of friends with him, uh, you know, it adds some interest for us as well. And you know what? You know, I don't want to say this just because he's been on our show twice, but. You know, this young man seems like he's very, very well grounded. I, I think when you count individual interviews, I think maybe four or well, five times. Right, but he was he was he was uh, live know, on the he, show. He twice, was on the yeah. Dave Lemon fifteen minute interview for an hour twice. So <laughs> 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 he uh, he uh, well, I don't you think know, it was quite and that he seems, bad. And he seems pretty grounded. You know, his parents. We we, we heard. Yeah, they're they're, great they're good Christians, got, you know, and, uh, and uh, I think you know the, being brought up in that kind of atmosphere is is. Except for a lot of nice people. And, and remember, he that. told us that his friends kept him pretty grounded and busting his chops, like you know, so he would, his head wouldn't get too big. And we, you know, I've I've never thought that he's kind of you know started to get full of himself. He, like I said, that upbringing that he had was phenomenal. You know, his parents loved him, great friends. So I don't, I don't. First of all, I don't think he'd take advantage of somebody if if they were in that condition that Vanessa said. Right. Yeah, he's, at least not from what we've learned about Jason. So yeah, this, I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised that he didn't allow her to to buy out. Now, supposedly she offered him one hundred thousand dollars to buy out of the bet, and he said no. Uh, I think asking for five hundred thousand. So uh, you know, well, I, he had the bargaining chip on his side once he won yeah, a tournament. Definitely. So. You know, hey, you got to give me a little something. This, this is uh, like that the Howie Mandel with the suitcase thing. I, I want a higher offer than that. Well, how about the results of this? I mean, out on Twitter now, it's all out in public. Everybody takes sides and everything. And we've talked a million times about how important your integrity is, uh, you know, out there on the tour and, and traveling around and people loaning and, and borrowing money all over the place. And, uh, you know, for her to... Uh, you know, maybe lose the bet and not pay. I mean, you know, that's that's pretty tragic. Well, let me tell you, it's not only tragic. You know, you you lose all credibility with your word. You understand? Right. Me? People who are going to believe, you know, that Jason was the correct one here. You know, it's it, the circle has gotten a lot larger for poker players, but it's still small. Right. And you know, in that poker community, you know, these things aren't forgiven very easily. And we don't have to go that far back. I mean, you know, granted this is a, a one-on-one bet, but Chino Reams, remember when he finally took down a tournament a few years ago, he was followed to the cage by, by uh, people that he owed money right. to. Right. You know, it's, people don't let anybody else in this industry forget that you've owed them money, that you've welched on a bet, you know, that you've done something that, that you shouldn't have in the poker world. Yeah. Well, I don't think she wants to lose her integrity uh you know, I don't think she, she wants a, to pay $1.8 million. Dollars isn't she either. an attorney also? Did she, she graduate is. as an she attorney? Is. So, you know, better than her, who else is going to know about verbal contracts right. and, and everything else, you know? Well, it is very public. And supposedly she made another similar bet with a Russian player that uh, is coming out. And all these, uh, you know, he said, she said things are happening. And, you know, if we thought that uh, the Jacqueline Moscow versus Nolan Dalla incident uh, was not going to go away, this really is not going away. Well, this is between two, right now, it's between two uh, superstars in, in the poker world. Vanessa is arguably the best woman poker player out there. And as I mentioned earlier, Jason's always been in the top five of the GPI since it started and number one in a lot of other polls. So you, you're talking about two heavyweights in the poker world, you know, clashing heads about whether they made this bet in good faith or not. Well, I, probably neither of them really needs the money all that badly. Uh, you know, it's a million dollars well, a lot one, of money. One, one point, $2 million. 1.8 is a lot of money it to It is anybody. a lot of money, but still, uh, you know, I, I, I have a feeling 
Well, I shouldn't say See, that really, but I guess you know there, there's there's a possibility that he could maybe let her off the hook somehow. Uh, you know, I, I think he's using it to drive himself uh, emotionally in this. In I this think if I think if he wins the second one, Vanessa comes up obviously with her offer to settle, and Jason just to maybe get this out of the way will will accept or negotiate something that he thinks is fair. Well, a lot of people make bets that they'll win a bracelet. You know, we've seen that in the past from guys like Helmuth and and Negreanu, and people have made other bets that they, you know, and that's basically what it would be if he wins this one. It's just like betting from here out that he'll win a bracelet. And, you know, there's people out there that will take that action, uh, buy it off of her. So uh, I think that was her original plan, that if he won a tournament, that she would be able to lay off the action on somebody. And, uh who knows what's going to happen, but it's uh, uh, it's I, kind of uh, I seriously doubt at 180 to one, even if he wins the second one today, that she's going to be able to get and wash it off because he's he'll probably be able to enter 20 something other tournaments since they have someone who run you know concurrent. But you know, and obviously, are you willing? Thing. To, are you willing to wager that Jason doesn't <laughs> win? You know, what what's more likely that he will win a, t- a bracelet or not win it? The odds tell you not win it, but I don't know how many people would really you know put up 180 to 1 to back that up. Well, it's not like the main event where there's 6,000 players. He's in this Raz tournament. There was 100 entries. So, you know, it's he's going to concentrate on some of this, uh, this, the lightly entered events. And uh, obviously he's a great uh, all-round player in <laughs> yeah. many different games. So he's now on uh, do 7 single draw. You know, there's other th- uh, events that he can get into and, and do very well. So, anyway, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, down to seven players last we looked. We'll check it on the break and, and give you a report. I also want to run down what's happened to a few of the things that have been very interesting. Uh, the tragedy in Orlando uh, has impacted a lot of people out there in Vegas, especially one of the bracelet champions, Ryan LaPlante, who is uh, openly gay and uh, said he wasn't going to make any kind of speech when he got his bracelet originally, but it, the, since he was getting it the day after the, uh, the Orlando massacre, that, that he felt that he had a few things to say, and a lot of people were very touched by some of his comments. So we'll get to some of that uh, as we run down the results. Uh, you know, we keep an eye on South Florida players. we got uh, Sean Shaw, who is a local player from South Florida that uh, finished second in an event, got down head-to-head, and, and actually took second place. Uh, Daryl Fish has a final table, and then a lot of the other great uh, South Florida players are challenging as well. At this Raz final table, Robert Campbell from Miami is also still alive in the final seven, so uh, he might do well as, as in addition to uh, some of the ones we've already yep. mentioned. Yeah, this I'll tell you, there's, there's a whole much to go on, but you're talking about this Orlando tragedy, Big Dave, and you know so much has happened in the last week over there between a singer getting killed before the massacre, all these people, and obviously today as we came into studio, finding out about another tragedy over there. So just want to tell the people in Orlando our prayers are with you. Our prayers are with them, and it's obviously uh, you know, part of our state and a very important part of our uh, tourism business, obviously, with Disney there. But uh, as far as the poker world goes, it's not a part of the poker world. No, uh, they, because they, of the Disney purpose, influence. Because, on purpose, yeah. And, and uh, not just Disney, but a lot of uh, other attractions. There's huge... Uh, uh, tourist attractions there that don't want uh, people going to South Florida for gambling and leaving their area that they've invested so much in over the years. So, uh, you know, it's it's really kind of an area that doesn't seem to be with us in the poker world. And, uh, you know, it has nothing to do with the bad things that have happened there. And, of course, we feel terrible about, about that. But, uh, you know, Orlando is uh, kind of on an island when it comes to the poker world. Yeah, uh, you know, they're... The Orlando uh, Highlight or whatever is it? They're one of the few eligible poker rooms that can run a poker room, and they won't. They can't. The, the city council never never allow them to do that because Disney doesn't want it there. So right. you're not going to have anything in 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 that area that Disney controls so strongly. Absolutely. Okay, we're going to look at some of the results when we come back. Uh, we'll talk about what's going on. We'll give you some updates on some of the action that's that's happening now. I'm headed out to Vegas uh, for the main event. Uh, early in July, I think July 10th, I believe, I'm heading out there. It starts the 9th, and uh, we'll probably try to do a show from out there and see what we can uh, put together. Uh, certainly, it, it's, it's so many things happening right now, and I, I'm, I'm kind of sad that I'm not there to enjoy some of it. But there are so many interesting stories and interesting people that we've met over the years that uh, I look forward to seeing out there. So. It's happening. It's a happening place out there for sure. And it's like I, I saw it was 115 degrees out there today. Oh, my God. It was 
that helps keep everybody in. It's a dry heat. It's though. a dry heat. You don't you don't explode until about like ten here. minutes into it. <laughs> Pretty amazing. Not that those people that are playing poker are out walking around uh, in the streets. Of course, they try to hit the strip from time to time, but. Uh, Pretty crazy, some of the weather, and I think it's just getting hotter out there out west uh, in the next couple of days. So, uh, Anyway, we'll take our first break in the program. We do want to tell you about our friends at Gulfstream Park that uh, puts together a great tournament schedule on a nightly basis, 7 p.m. events each night, and uh, different buy-ins, different events. There is an Omaha tournament on Wednesday nights, uh, and they have made a, a special bad beat uh, prize during that event. So that's kind of interesting that uh, people might want to try that one. That is uh, going on this evening at 7 o'clock here as we do the show uh, just a little bit ahead of that on a Wednesday. But uh, uh, if you're an Omaha player, a PLO player, you might want to check that out one night. There's other uh, Hold'em events at 7 o'clock on different nights, anywhere from a $50 entry fee to 110 Different guarantees, different uh, uh, starting stacks. So if you want any information, uh, you need to give that poker room a call and talk to the brush over there and find out what the what the details are. Or just stop by the poker room. It's located on the uh, first floor casino. In the first floor casino, on the back side of that, they have two casinos, uh, first and second floors. And both are very different. But the uh, first floor casino, behind it is the poker room. 20 tables in the back and a big simulcast area there as well. And uh, we invite you to check that out. It's a fun room with nice people working there, nice people playing there, and uh, it's pretty enjoyable. They have a great uh, loyalty rewards program that you can check out as well and earn uh, money back simply by going there and playing uh, several hours a week. Uh, All that information is available from the desk there at 954-457-6336. That's 954-457-6336. A lot of action, uh, poker, uh, poker uh, gambling, uh, slot machines, um, dining, dancing, bowling, all, just about anything you would want to do is available there, and they continue to grow and add things there. So it's located in the southern part of Broward County. It is on uh, Federal Highway at the corner of uh, Federal and Hallandale Beach Boulevard. Not far from the beaches, not far from 95. Very easy to get to. So check it out. It's located, once again, 901 South Federal Highway in Hallandale Beach. Gulfstream Park, welcome to your playground. This is Poker Action Live. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. A lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, You can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. They'll challenge your authority, because that's what kids do. But this car is your territory, and in here, your word is law. So when you say you won't move until everyone's buckled up, you won't budge an inch until you hear that click. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. For more information, visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. 
World Series of Poker out in Las Vegas at the Rio well underway. Uh, 18 events are in the books. And we're keeping an eye on some, cl- close event, eye on some events right now as far as, uh, uh, you know, the Raz Tournament, Jason Mercier. Now, down, that one's down to six. Uh, Bart Hansen has been eliminated. Uh, also going on now at the final table is the uh, $1,000 Pot Limit Omaha event. Uh, six players left in that one as well. Uh, Jared Koppel was just uh, eliminated. Garrett Garvin from Encinitas, California is the chip leader. Uh, Sam Sovereil also at that final table. He's from West Palm Beach down here. Uh, but uh, they are battling that one out. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on that. But also, uh, Event 20 is the seven-card Raz. And uh, Jason is a huge chip lead in this one. 2.4 million chips. And uh, second is uh, Ray Dekargani from uh, Prairie Village, Kansas. He has 1.1 million, so over a two-to-one lead over his next closest competitor. John Raisner still in. He has 590,000. Uh, Robert Campbell, who's uh, listed as Australia but lives here in South Florida, 410, uh, 410,000. Uh, Yuki Zhu from China is uh, in fifth place, 290k. And Brian Hastings, uh, who's on my fantasy team, uh, also lives here in South Florida, originally from uh, Pennsylvania, but he has 255,000 chips. So now down to six. It, does it say what the blind structure no, is No, right I, I couldn't get that. It's not there? No. But what a big advantage. I mean, you know, let me tell you, there's a big drop-off from the second-place uh, person in chip counts of 1.1 down to 500-something thousand. Let me see if uh, if there's anything here. Uh, Hansen had 43,000 on his stack when he uh, went all in and was eliminated by uh, Brian Hastings. Uh, I don't see any uh, blind structures here, but... Uh, or the Annie and the, and the betting structure. Actually, I should, instead of blind, I should be saying betting structure. Right. Well, I don't know. There was a close hand here. They talk about uh, where uh, several players uh, went to near the end, Hastings and Campbell folding before the before 7th Street, but uh, uh, it was Raisner against Mercier, and uh, uh, after they both, uh, after there was a bet and call on 6th Street, uh, Raisner bet, uh, or uh, both players checked on 7th Street, and Raisner said, I got 10. Jason asked, 10 what? He says, 10 8. 10 8 what? 10 8 7. 10 8 7 what, says Mercier. (laughs) And he wins it ten eight seven four to ten eight seven five. So uh, wow, it so they went nice down to there. the fourth fourth card. That's it's been a while since I've seen a hand like that. And that put him up to over two million chips. So uh, uh, we'll keep an eye on that uh, as we go. There's several other events going on, including uh, event twenty one is the three thousand six handed no limit hold'em tournament. Uh, event twenty two is fifteen hundred no uh, fifteen hundred limit hold'em. Uh, there's a 2000 uh, NLHE tournament, and just getting underway today is the $10,000 Horse Championship, which I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Jason winds things up and jump into <laughs> and that one. And runs right back into that one there for his third. I, I've seen him a couple of times get into two events at one time, so uh, uh, certainly uh, he's not uh, above that, that's for sure. Uh, let me see if there's any any results from that, any chip counts of that. No. No. Uh, so far, 47 entries uh, as they play, and uh, that actually is just getting on just uh, like a half hour underway as we do the show here. Start at 3 p.m. Vegas time, so should be fun. Uh, last year they had 204 players. Uh, Andrew Barber won that tournament last year, and uh, we'll check it out. But uh, seems like a lot of fun so far this year. Seems there, like huh? ten thousand dollars worth of fun. <laughs> Maybe Vanessa's the only one not having a, a, lot, a great time at, yet at the WFL. Yeah, I haven't seen her name, so I'm not sure if she's playing out there or if she's gone back and forth. Obviously, she was there earlier in the tournament, but, uh, you know, still some huge events still to come. Uh, the the Players' Championship, which is, uh, an eight, which is uh, I think, a 10-game mix now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I remember when it's I mean, uh, the Grinders won that twice. He's won it twice. He won it uh, two out of three years. And, uh, you know, a lot of people look at that as maybe the best all-round player uh, title is kind of what you assume that. Of course, uh, the Monster Stack is coming up, uh, the Seniors Tournament, the Ladies Tournament. There's all kinds of things. And, of course, they play down to the main event, which, start, which starts with opening days July 9th, 10th, and 11th. 
and I guess plays down through about the 16th or so, and then uh, then they'll take the time out and come back uh, later in the year. Maybe maybe longer than that. Maybe the 18th or 19th. Could be. I think the 19th. Maybe. When it starts on the 9th. Starts on the 9th. It'll probably uh, run because they have day one, three two flights. is the 12th three, and 13th. Three, three, three day ones, right? Yeah. Three day ones. Yeah. So and then two days of day twos, and then before everyone gets together on the sixth day. On day six, so that'll be fifty though. So this could run until the nineteenth or twentieth. Yeah, I think it maybe the nineteenth. You know? I think that's what it is. Uh, meanwhile, back here in town, of course, uh, you know, August brings the uh, Seminole Hard Rock uh, uh, Poker Open, which is this year supposedly a five million dollar guarantee on that event. So that'll be a big tournament to uh, give people some time off after the. Uh, Main event concludes, or at least gets to the November 9. And then there's a big tournament, as every year, the Florida State Poker Championship, which is contested at the Isle Casino. And uh, that main event, that gets underway on uh, Thursday, July 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. Three uh, opening sessions there uh, with a half million guarantee and a $1,500 buy-in. So, uh, you think you look at the fifteen hundred and you realize how things have changed over the years, Joe. At uh, at one point, that was a five thousand dollar buy-in in that event and a million guarantee. So uh, yeah. things have changed here. It's definitely it's gotten bigger and better. Yeah, lots of competition. Anyway, let's look at a couple of uh, items. Uh, last year, last week we gave you the first five events and the winners of that. Let's run down a couple of them for you. Event six was the fifteen hundred dollar no limit hold'em event won by Peter Eichhardt. Uh, John Raisner finished fourth in that one. Anthony Zeno also made the final table and finished in eighth place. Uh, event seven was uh, no limit, deuce to seven draw, low ball. And let's see, that was won by Ryan D'Angelo, a former uh, client of uh, Randy Casper. Randy, that's right. John Monette, who's a great mixed game player, finished second. Uh, Dan Kelly was fourth in that one. Event eight was the $1,500 horse tournament won by Ian Johns. Uh, Justin Bonomo finished second. Noah Bronstein was fourth. Andrea Kari was sixth. Scotty Wynn uh, finished in eighth place. So a good tournament for him. He won $19,000. Johns takes home two hundred twelve dollars Some other deep runs. Matt Glantz finished 20th in that one. Rep Porter was 24th. And uh, Chris Klodnicki finished 40th. So uh, Then came the uh, Heads Up event, which was a very interesting tournament, won by Alan Percal, as I mentioned. He's 23 years old, an actuary from uh, Weston, Florida. And uh, he won the event uh, against a very packed field. Uh, he beat uh, Olivier Bousquet in the, uh, in the semifinals. And he faced John Smith in the final. John Smith, who beat Alexandra Luno. And uh, Percal wins 320k for winning the Heads Up tournament. Uh, pretty unbelievable that uh, you know a no name can yeah. come through and win that one for sure. Uh, so um, top prize once again 320k in that one. Uh, I think I had mentioned last week that was a 25k buy, and I wanted to check on that. Uh, no, that was the 10,000 buy-in. So that was event number nine. Per Cal wins it. So uh, South Florida players are uh, doing pretty well. Event uh, number 10 was the the $1,500 No Limit Hold'em 6 Max, won by Mike Cordell. Pierre Newville finished second in that one. So he, of course, November 9er from right. last year, finishes in second. Uh, so just six at that final table. Uh, next event was event 11, won by Jean Gaspard. He plays in a lot of tournaments down here in South Florida. I think he's living in Chicago now. Uh, he's nicknamed Prince, Prince Gaspard, a Haitian <laughs> player, 44 years old. And uh, he is the uh, winner of the uh, uh, Dealer's Choice event, uh, 306000 for that one. John Monette finished third in that one. Randy Ohel, who was originally from South Florida, lives now in Vegas, finished in fourth place. Then came event 12, which was uh, Ryan LaPlante, who I mentioned. Uh, he's an uh, openly gay player and, uh, you know, was very much affected uh, emotionally uh, by the uh, the stuff in Orlando that happened last, uh, fr- I guess it was last Saturday night. So Sunday he got his bracelet and uh, and talked about it. Sean Shaw from South Florida finished in second in that one. And Daryl Fish finished eighth. Uh 
I I looked at some of the the comments. He basically, you know, uh, talked about you know there's just too much hate and anger in this world, and uh, you know people need to treat each other better. Uh, he was also proud to say that he was uh, openly gay and that uh, he he really convinced people not to hold it in and to uh, to face it uh, and and love themselves basically, uh, you know, as uh, as what they are and to face up to it and, and be what they are. So uh, here in the poker world, you know, we certainly, uh, you know, can recognize that. Without a doubt. And let me tell you, a lot of people are recognizing that and are coming out and, you know, trying to make their lives better and have their families understand. But you and I know very well, Dave, that unfortunately it's not all over, you know, the, the way they, they they treat, you know, people who are, who are gay around the world, you know, it's definitely going to take a long time to get world acceptance on this. I don't yeah. know if it, it'll ever come to 100%, but, you know, over the last few years, so many people have gone out, and it's also a pleasure to see that, nice to see, I should say, uh, that they, people uh, were united in their support of these people all around the world. Uh, you know, in Melbourne, they had the bridges with the rainbow color flag lights on. In London, even in, even in an, an Arab country like Turkey, they, the the U.S. consulate was able to drape the flag there, and people supported it. So, you know, I'm glad that Ryan came out and said these yeah, words. Yeah, it's it, it's a really a different world now. But you wonder about uh, in poker that uh, it is a game where you know you try to get under people's skin sometimes. So use uh, people use uh, those kind of negative uh, comments and uh, nastiness to 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 upset people and throw them off their game. You know, we talk about the treatment of women. Women, but, exactly. You know, I think the the treatment of gays, I, I'm not sure how prevalent that is out there in the poker world, but I'm sure you've seen it at some of your rooms. And and uh, well, not, not that everybody knows a lot of times who's gay and who's not, uh, but, you know, hey. I, I can honestly say that I've seen women treated worse than someone who was either openly gay or assumed to be gay, uh, you know, because you'd hear the comments from the players. I myself, thank God, have not seen anybody using any racial slurs through to the to the presumed or, or the gay people who were out already in my room in my years that I've been doing this. I, like I said, I've seen more, you know, nasty languages and stuff said to women more so than, than to gay people. Poker players. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, event number 13, I want to get to that because that was uh, your first bracelet this year, Rep <laughs> Porter, who we had on the show. Uh, Rep is the main instructor for thepokeracademy.com, and a uh, very interesting guy, uh, you know, a good teacher, and recently completed a 12-session uh, course that a lot of people took part in before the series. Uh, some people won a contest to, uh, I think there was one or two people that won a contest to uh, play in an event out there. But uh, this was the Raz, the first Raz event, the 1500 Raz. And uh, Rep is uh, 45 years old from Woodenville, Washington. Rep uh, wins the, uh, the 1500 Raz event going head-to-head against uh, Michael Gaithy. Daniel Negranu finished fourth in that one, the final table there for Negranu. Uh, Sean Deeb also made the final table and picked up 12K for for that one. Uh, I don't have the exact number of players in that one, but, uh, you know, obviously it's the smaller events for some of these uh, games. But uh, Raz is a fun game. I, I really I enjoy playing Raz yep. myself. 461 players. That's a nice turnout. That's, that's not a small turnout. <laughs> that's a nice turnout. Uh, but it's a game that's, uh, you know, obviously a low ball game with... Uh, uh, you know, several draws, uh, three draws where you can uh, turn back cards and everything. And it's, uh, and it's you have to Raz? learn how to play. Yeah. In Raz? No, no, Raz is a, is, I'm it's sorry. It's Raz a, it's is a seven-card game. seven-card game. It's I'm like seven-card uh, Yeah. I'm thinking about do seven. Do seven. Uh, but, yeah, Raz is, is uh, like a seven-card stud game it's where a you go for ma- a low hand. It's Yeah, but it's also a game that is, is you know, people who have superior recall uh, going to do very well because yes. if you can know how many cards the cards are, that have come out there and from people who's who've already folded their hands, you 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 know how many of something is left in the deck and you know put that on your opponent and everything else. So I, I like the strategy that goes behind that. 
Uh, it's the second. It's the second tournament, uh, Raz tournament that Rep has picked up a bracelet in, and his quote in the interview afterwards, he said, "A lot of people think Raz is a stone luck game, but I think it takes lots of skill, and it feels good to win the same tournament again. It kind of validates that you're good at that game." I agree 100%. <laughs> uh, the next event was the uh, Millionaire Maker, event number 14, which uh, was won by 32-year-old Jason DeWitt. The winner there, he's uh, based out of San Diego, California, and uh, obviously the biggest win of his career. He wins, uh, by the way, uh, Perry Shaw, who won that tournament last year and, and was uh, local here in South Florida, a poker dealer at the Hard Rock. He did play this year, and... Uh, I think he made a small min cash, but uh, didn't obviously didn't challenge very deep. Some of the players who did uh, go deep, Sophie Lovegren uh, finished 12th. Lonnie Harwood was 34th, a couple of women getting very deep in the tournament. Also, Mosin Sharanya, 35th place, and uh, Brett Schaefer, 33rd, Max Silver, 46th. Garrett Greer finished second. Garrett finished uh, second in the event down here at the Seminole Hard Rock uh, back in April. Uh, losing to Justin Young and head-to-head play there. But he gets the final. The interesting thing about this one, Joe, was uh, the breakdown. You know, the millionaire maker, uh, they guaranteed a million-dollar prize for both first and second place. Okay. And the difference between first and second place was only $65,000. Well, because they made the guarantee that the top two would get it. Yes. Uh, $1,065,000. For DeWitt, a million even for Garrett Greer. Uh, the loser in the deal was the third place finisher, Lisa Meredith, who uh, won just 500k for third place. So, uh, listen, I, I could be a loser like that for 500. Well, the funny, th- <laughs> the funny thing is, is she's she's from Washington State and she's a school teacher, uh, and and challenged this thing right down to the very end. Uh, it was her first WSOP event that she ever played in. And she cashes for half a million dollars. A pretty amazing story there. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm, uh, like you said, the, the one who paid the price was her. I, I don't know. I'm glad that she, you know, her first event scoring a half a million dollar score. That's not too shabby. Not too your shabby. First event. Uh, Luke Brereton took fifth in this one. Arcadi Sinis, uh, another uh, Randy Casper client, a good chess player who uh, has won bracelet in the past. He finished in sixth. In that one, uh, Paul Volpe won the uh, eight-game mix, 1500 eight-game mix. His second career bracelet wins 149, just under 150,000 for this one. 491 players in this one was as well. So, a uh, nice turnout there. So the mix games definitely stepping up in in, in this year's series, uh, which lets you know that a lot more people are playing these in either home games. Uh, Somewhere out there online, uh, in, in their local casinos around the country, you know, where they're getting more comfortable with the different games that are, that are you know, being played. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Gavin Smith made the final table, took sixth in this one. Uh, some of the other players that came close but uh, made some nice catches. Chris Klodnicki in ninth place. Uh, David Baker, I think that was ODB Baker, 14th. Barry Greenstein, 20th place. And Martin Stashko, there's a name we haven't heard in a long time, uh, mm-hmm. went down and finished second a few years ago to Ryan Reese, 23rd place. Uh, was it Reese that he, no, uh, it was uh, P.S. Hines that he finished second to a few years back in the in the November 9. Jason Somerville was 23rd. Uh, that brings us to event number uh, 16, which was the uh, do, No Limit Do 7 Low Ball, $10,000 buy-in. Uh, Jason Mercier, as we mentioned, won that one for two hundred seventy-three thousand. Uh, they asked him how it stood in his four bracelets that he's won, and he'd say this was probably the second best out of the four. The first one's always the most special, uh, but this has been an important event that they've been waiting to win for a long time, and to get here against this kind of field was very nice. And uh, he said it also helped that I had lots of side action riding on winning a bracelet this year. So (laughs) besides winning three, I guess he had some other bets that he would win one. So he's cashed those now. Uh, Jason, of course, from Davie, Florida here, the 29-year-old, gets the win here. Michael Watson um, finished second in the head-to-head battle. Stephen Chidwick was uh, sixth in this one. So... uh, uh, very interesting. Uh, just a couple more to give you here. Chase Bianchi won the uh, uh, event 17, which was the $1,000 no limit hold'em event, and collects 316,000 for that one. Robert Romanello was third. I uh, don't recognize any other names from the final table. 
And one other event that was completed as of last night, the $3,000 horse event won by Marco Johnson, who defeated Jared Tallarico and Gerald Ringe in that one. Chino Ream finished in eighth place. Speaking of Chino Reams, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, great fields all over the place, lots of big names. Uh, we do see that... Uh, um, you know, it's important uh, to try some of these new events, and I certainly encourage people to learn some of these games. Obviously, uh, you know, you get in these millionaire maker tournaments with 7,000 players or the Colossus with 20, 21,000. It's going to be a lot tougher to make your mark than in a tournament that has three, 400. Listen, all I, all I remember, do you remember what the, the best story was from last year's WSOP? And, I, and forgive me because I can't think of the gentleman's name, but the guy who went to the tournament thinking he was playing No Limit, and was playing Raz, I think, or Seven Card Stud, or and won a bracelet, and wound up winning a bracelet when he sits yeah, I down. Remember, I can't remember right off the top of my head. But you that remember was. that yeah, story, right? The guy they they were kind of teaching him as they went along. They they did a real good job because he wound up winning the tournament. Yeah, I remember that a few years ago. Anyway, let's take a break here on the show. Uh, we'll tell you once again about Gulfstream Park. Uh, keep in mind that the horse racing continues throughout the summer. A great schedule. Uh, you know, not all the big stake races now that the Triple Crown is all over, but uh, certainly a lot of good racing throughout the summer, and uh, we certainly invite you to check it out. Very pretty at that track. Uh, just a gorgeous place in the Aventura area of uh, Hallandale, North Miami area. And so uh, you look over the uh, racetrack, not only all the palm trees and the and the sunshine and the lakes and the, and the beautiful stuff, but you see those huge condos in the in the distance, and it's a pretty nice atmosphere. Maybe that's why they made that big, huge uh, Pegasus. <laughs> Pegasus. <laughs> With all those huge condos in the area. Named after Pegasus, the Pegasus Cup, which will be coming in January, a $12 million race uh, uh, that uh, will feature some of the best in horse racing, certainly uh, still to come. But uh, lots of stuff going on there. Of course, you have all the... Uh, the slot machines, you have the uh, simulcasting of all the different horse races, and and then some other things as well, uh, harness and a couple other things as well. But uh, a lot of fun out there, uh, so there's always something to do. But we go there for the poker. We enjoy that room and, and play there often. So, uh, you know, I might head out there this week to play in a tournament. I'm looking forward to uh, talking to some of the people over there. It's always a good time. Nice dealers uh, that do a fine job and uh, good people playing, good people running the room. And it's very, uh, uh, you know, no, no stress, basically, is, is, is what I say about that room. A lot of places are a lot of uh, uh, high-impact, uh, tough treatment. Uh, people expect you to play perfectly uh, and obviously make fun of you when you make a bad move. But you don't see that kind of thing at Gulfstream. No, uh, Scott and Mike have done a great job of running that room and training their staff to not allow that type of abuse at the table. And like you said, it is a very fun time for you to go there because you don't have that kind of clientele there that's just looking to, to irritate you and get under your skin to try to get some sort of edge on you. Exactly. It's located in Hallandale Beach on the corner of Hallandale Beach Boulevard and Federal Highway, 901 South Federal Highway, if you want to put it into your GPS to get there. But basically, just look for Pegasus, a 110-foot statue uh, out in the parking lot, and, of course, the Village of Gulfstream Park all the way out in front. So lots of stuff to do there. And uh, some new stuff going in over there. Uh, the karaoke bar that we talked about last week, uh, I might check that out one of these days. Uh, that is opening soon up in the uh, former area where the uh, Playwright Pub, Irish Pub, used to be, which on the second floor right across from the uh, grandstand. So check it out. Uh, always stuff to do out there. Give them a call if you need any information. Poker room number is 954-457-6336. Once again, 954-457-6336. It's Golf Stream Park. Tell them the Big Dave and Joe sent you on over. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. 
A lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables. With a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes. And if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. Tuesday nights on WFO Radio are all about Nitro. Join Joe at 7 p.m. Eastern each Tuesday night for the live edition of NHRA Tuesday Nitro. Race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally every Tuesday night following NHRA national events. Tony Schumacher. Tony, welcome back. Love being on the show because you usually meant... We did something absolutely amazing. NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime at WFORadio.com. Final segment of the program, Big Dave and Joe talking World Series of Poker. And what's going on down there? Uh, just looking at a couple of events, uh, I just noticed Jeffrey Tomlinson. Do you remember Jeffrey Tomlinson, the football coach that we had on last year? I think he might have been on when you were gone. Uh, yeah, because I don't recall that. Uh, won a bracelet last year. He's from the uh, Palm Beach area, Jupiter, Florida. Uh, just got knocked out of that $3,000 uh, No Limit Hold'em event, uh, the six-handed. Uh, some other players just got knocked out. One of my guys, Kane Callis, just got knocked out. Maria Ho's been eliminated. Uh, but a lot of big names still in there, including uh, uh, Chris Ferguson. Uh, he's short stacked, uh, 45,000. Uh, chip leader is uh, at 415k. Uh, but some big names there. Mark Herm, he's been on the show with us before, 340k. Uh, Fader Holtz, 240k. Joseph Chong, also 240k. Uh, Daniel Negreanu, 220k. Matt Giannetti, 215. And James Calderaro, a South Florida guy from the west coast of Florida, 175K. Brian Rast, one of your guys, 160K. And let's see, anybody else big name? Tristan Wade, still alive with 90,000. And Doug Polk with 70,000. So uh, still a lot of players still in there. Uh, Matt Glantz, a short stacked in this one as well. So uh, that's one of the tournaments that's uh, starting to near conclusion. Looks like they'll have one more day on that one maybe uh, still to go. Uh, event number 20 is the Raz event. Let's see what's going on over there. Jason's still the chip leader. They're still playing with six. Brian Hastings uh, is very short stacked with 155,000. Jason has uh, 2.3 million. And uh, John Raisner getting low, 330,000. Robert Campbell also still alive in that one. Uh, also, uh, event number 19 is the PLO. That's down two. And we'll see what the the number here is. They were at six, and they're now at five. Uh, Kirby Lowry has taken a chip lead, 2.1 million. Garrett Garvin is in second, 1.18 million. So uh, Sam Soverl of West Palm Beach still alive in fourth place. So that's uh, up to date, pretty much everything. Kind of a uh, one of the slower days, really surprised to say, but uh, certainly a lot of stuff will be happening this weekend, and uh, we'll keep some of you up to date on next week. Uh, so lots of other things happening around the country, especially on the legal end, uh, in the legislative end. Uh, big news coming out of New York that uh, online poker bill passed in the Senate, the New York Senate, uh, by a surprising uh, count of 53 to 5. That's, that's, that's good news. That's great news. Uh, unfortunately, it still has to pass the Assembly, which is their other House of Congress, in New York, and a lot of people are not even sure it's going to get to the floor. They have already laid that off, meaning that uh, they probably won't get to it for a couple of weeks, and I think uh, the session only goes till till the end of the month. So um, they might get to it. There might be some kind of vote on it, but uh, hopes are not 
real high that it's going to be enacted this year. But uh, I guess any progress is great for the for the game of poker. Yeah, it just got a kind of wonder why the the other the other body <laughs> in, in the in their in their system there is not even going to look at it and bring it to a vote being that it it overwhelmingly passed on the senate side yeah 53 to 5 was the vote there uh it needs to pass the assembly before it can go to uh governor cuomo's desk for signature uh obviously uh you know we support the ppa and all the work they've done and they're very proud that uh, the Senate did pass it. Uh, it was a poker legislation bill sponsored by Senator John uh, Bonacic. And uh, lots of comments from uh, John Pappas and Rich Muni and some of the other people from PPA that uh, continue to fight uh, endlessly against uh, uh, the opponents of online poker and to try to get uh, fair and legislative uh sponsorship of some of these games well, let's hope uh, all their members that are in the new york that live in the new york area bombard their uh <laughs> their their representatives with emails telling them how much they want to see this go through yeah absolutely uh california continues to consider online poker as well uh it's in committee in the appropriations committee out in california uh, still a lot of problems between the uh, the tribal groups and uh, the paramutuals out there and some of the other gambling interests. Uh, the horse racing industry is behind the one they're, uh, they're uh, putting together right now. Uh, there would be $60 million annual subsidy in exchange for the ch- tracks not, uh, not vying for their own licenses. So there's kind of a buy-off there for the tracks. Uh, some of the Indian groups are very much behind it. Others are against it, and uh, there's a lot of discussion going on right now about tax rates and licensing fees and whether they want to include uh, poker stars or ban a, t- a particular company from uh, getting involved in it out there, and that's holding things up. Uh, Michigan is also uh, has an online poker bill that uh, was approved by a committee out there, the Regulatory Reform Committee in Michigan, uh, signed off on a vote from 8 to 1, and uh, that will move to the Senate floor there for a possible vote, but there's not a companion bill in the House. So again, you know, it's uh, it's a long, hard work, and and you got to take your make your battles and uh, and be happy at what you can get yeah, accomplished. This, this sounds like two steps forward, one step back. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the final thing I want to mention as we as we close here. By the way, uh, there was one story that came out since you drive for Uber. Uh, there was an Uber driver that. Uh, out in Las Vegas, that returned uh, a bag that one of the players, uh, in fact, a player from Florida named Jacob Brundage, uh, left the Rio, in, left in a car which had $7,000 wow. worth of cash and chips, and finally realized that he had left it in the car. And uh, he got in t- contact with the driver that had dropped him off. And uh, 20 minutes later, the driver uh, returned and uh, he tipped him $200. Very nice. Very, so, very nice. always a good story. Uh, but the final thing I want to talk about was uh, the appearance of Chris Ferguson now and uh, now Howard Letterer playing in the games. And, you know, people have their opinions, and uh, you said you had some thoughts on it. Uh, uh, it's been five years. Uh, certainly not all the blame goes to these two guys, but they were the face of Full Tilt at one point, and a lot of people got involved and trusted Full Tilt Poker because of these two guys. Yeah. They're back playing now. Uh, Daniel Negreanu came out and was very upset at Chris Ferguson. He, of course, aired the apology on his website, uh, Full Contact Poker of Howard Letterer. So he uh, he doesn't have a problem with Howard. He said he he came clean, he made his apology, he spoke to the poker world. But Chris Ferguson showed up and really had no comments whatsoever on uh, on whether he had any culpability uh, certainly re- expressed no remorse to players who lost their money or, uh, you know, had to wait a long time to get it back finally. And just basically when people asked him about it, he just said, I'm here to play poker. I'm not commenting on any of that stuff. And a lot which, of people are very angry, including out, the Which is a cop-out. I'm sorry to say that, but it's a big cop-out when your name was one of the major names linked to this thing. And, you know, you lost a lot personally because of it. So many people lost a lot because of it. Somebody else had to make them whole. I guarantee you a whole bunch of people weren't made completely whole from this, not to mention the the years of aggravation and, and, you know, just feeling betrayed by full tilt and and what went on, especially as more details became, you know, uh, clear to everybody after the, the initial shutdown of these sites. And 
listen, Ferguson and Letterer were probably two of the nicest, you know, like people that rooted for them in the poker world. You know, you mentioned at the beginning of the show that people are commenting to them, which I believe they have every right to. You know, they they definitely were involved in day-to-day operations, at least at the very beginning. They they These men are just too intelligent to uh, say they didn't know what was going on. You know, it's it's like an insult to our intelligence to tell us that. I'm sorry to say I wouldn't believe them. And, you know, people loved playing on Full Tilt, trusted that site. You know, they, they bombarded us with ads having, you know, uh, an all-star lineup of poker players, of top poker players that were, you know, on their team. You figure you could trust them. And so whatever grief they're getting now, they just need to take it like a man apologize every time somebody comes up to them and you know hopefully over over course of time people will forgive them and allow them to come back into the poker room and play like they used to i don't know if that's ever going to happen like it used to be but if you can get close to that that'd be great for them obviously uh their skill levels you know are second to none to most poker players so listen own up to it you know whether it was your fault or not your face, your face is where the rep, you know, was what the poker players responded to. And if you're wondering, maybe that there's a conflict that uh, DeGranu and some other people are saying, uh, you know, are welcoming Howard Letterer back in a way, uh, but not Chris Ferguson. He, he explains it by saying, uh, you know, there's a big difference. Howard has spoken. Uh, people may not have liked his answers, but at least he was speaking and issued a statement where he finally showed some ownership in terms of his role. Uh, he's come back, and I don't have much of a problem with it. I put that behind me. But Chris Ferguson, on the other hand, is hit for five years when uh, people really needed him to help get the sale done so that players could get paid. And now he comes back as a weasel without saying a word and not acknowledging anything, taking zero responsibility and taking pictures with people in the hallway. It's, it's shameful that he hasn't said anything and that he uh, has shows no remorse. So a uh, big difference in his mind on the two guys. Um uh, Ferguson has always denied uh, any responsibility, saying he didn't do anything wrong. But, of course, uh, Ray Batar, who was in charge of uh, Full Tilt, was a good friend of his that he helped bring in and supposedly, uh, uh, you know, engineered this, a lot of the problems. Well, listen, uh, you know, for for the years following the shutdown and everything, once they, their names were, were made out by the FBI and the, and the DOJ down here, and they, you know, negotiated – whatever deals they had to negotiate again we don't know if their lawyers told them they couldn't make comments or anything else but uh let me tell you um you know the time for them to have apologized was i think right after they lost a lot of their own properties that they had to forfeit and making some sort of public statement saying hey listen you know we did not want this to happen whatever whatever the excuses or the truth were to mention it at that time, say, you know, they have you know, now forfeited these things for whatever reason, and an apology would have been accepted, I think, by the large majority of I, the I think for a lot of people, world. a lot of people, will, it's just too little, too late. Yeah, Some it, people will never forgive. Uh, you know, it's well, uh, you and I really didn't have much money on there, so we're not... Uh, no, but I enjoyed playing so much on Full yeah. Tilt that it was a real kick in the ass to me, so... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just enjoyed playing there. Granted, $100 isn't going to change my life one way or the other. But, you know, you feel like you've been deceived. And if at least one of the parties that that the government is going on going after very strongly, and in this case, both of these two gentlemen, along with the perceived owners or, or the owners of this company, you know, no one came out and apologized. Well, it basically gave the government, uh, you know, room to come in and basically shut down online poker uh, and all, for all intents and purposes. Uh, there are obviously still places that play, but, uh, uh, you know, it was a good thing, and a lot of people made a nice living. Um, you know, for some people, maybe it's a good thing that it's not around anymore, but still, uh, you know, you like to see uh, the regulation come around, and, and we really needed it back then, and we need it even more today. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know how much time needs to pass before people uh, let it go, but... Uh, I think it's, I think it's going to take at least a couple of years for, for for people to at least accept them and maybe stop. I would imagine they're getting some sort of insults at these tables or as they're walking through yeah. the casino. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's going to take two or three years. Whether it's ever going to not have somebody do that, I doubt it. You know, I doubt somebody down the road will continually say something to them. But 
for the larger majority of the poker industry and the poker world and poker players, listen, it's going to take a while for, for these wounds to heal and, and for forgiveness to be given. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, taking a look, one final look here at the end of the program at the seven-card Raz. Uh, five players left. John Raisner has been knocked out, so uh, he will not be taking home a bracelet this year. Uh, but Jason Mercier is still the chip leader. Uh, second place guy from Kansas, uh, Ray uh, Decargani, has uh, narrowed the gap somewhat. He has 1.53 million. Jason leads with 2.31 million. And then uh, Brian Hastings has moved up to third in the chip count. So uh, still going there. Uh, you can check that out on the live feed if you go to wsop.com slash live. You can check out the final table. I probably have uh, maybe put in a little bit of a spoiler for you because uh, this is virtually live and the uh, the feed is about a half hour behind. So uh, you can check out some of that stuff. You can, If you tune in right now, you can see uh, John Raisner uh, get eliminated. <laughs> Unfortunately for John, but a great run, John. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, that's going to do it. We'll keep an eye on some of our guys. Joe, Joe is destroying me in the fantasy matchup. Uh, with uh, bracelets I'm from trying Jason. to be like Golden State, repeat, go back to back. Yep, Jason Mercier <laughs> and uh, Rep Porter winning bracelets on Joe's team and uh, two other final tables as well. Uh, Negranu, Daryl Fish, and also another one from Jason now here today. And uh, we'll get all those points added up for you if you're interested to find out how we do. But uh, so far, no contest. <laughs> <laughs> but we got a long way to go. we got yeah. a long way to go. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of stuff still to go out there. So we'll keep an eye on all of it for you. And uh, keep an eye on around the country what's happening in, uh, here in South Florida as well as we uh, move on throughout the summer. Thanks for joining us on the show. We'll work on some guests when the series gets done and uh, try to get some good interviews for you over the summer. Uh, Gio, thank you as usual for your job, as you always do, getting us on the air. <laughs> and, Joe, thank you for uh, thank the you. trip up and your expertise as well. Thanks for being with us, folks. We'll catch you next week on another edition of Poker Action Line. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies. 